I'm Susan Caruso, founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. (laughs) Today we are joined by Stephanie Arsht, a former Seedlings parent and current Sunflower Creative Arts board member. We are so excited to have our first guest on the podcast today. So to start us off, we wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite memory of play from your own childhood? (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, thank you. I'm honored to be your first guest. And um, I would say my favorite memory of play from childhood was the neighbor's tree across the street. Mm. Um, What kind of tree was it? (laughs) <laughs> it was a, a climbable tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you couldn't keep me away from it. Um, I think my friend's parents at one point, you know, they were trying to ask me to please stop. <laughs> and um, so I made a point to wait until they were um, not there. <laughs> and I would return to the tree because it was just, it was so irresistible and... Um, the branches were just the right amount of thickness and you can Mm. balance on them. And, um, so yeah, I just, nothing but love for that, that old tree in the old neighborhood. That was a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely your tree. I think maybe, I wonder if each of us has had their own, you know, the one that they think of as, as their tree. Um, What was yours, Susan? Um, I had a black walnut in my backyard and uh, and a red maple and a mimosa tree, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked all of those. Um, there was one really huge tree on the college campus that I lived really close by, and we would go over there as teenagers and climb up in the tree. That was sort of like the spot to go with, you know, a romantic possibility. And, <laughs> you know that, you know, K I S S I N G sitting in a tree, you know. <laughs> That that happened, <laughs> and um, so that was just you know, just such a be yeah. And it's like when you're describing it, I can kind of smell my trees, and mm. um, so that's wonderful. Were you up? Were you with anybody else? Was anybody watching you? Yes, I I hung out with a throng of neighborhood kids, and um, we you know we all uh, had our ups and downs, but there is always the tree, you know, Mm -hmm. things got resolved in that tree, um, people got, you know, friendships were mended, Mm -hmm. and, you know, relationships solidified, and yeah, there was a lot, uh, there was a lot happening in that tree. Yeah. Neutral territory. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. The tree has its memories, too. Oh, quite sure, (laughs) So, how did you find us, you know, how did you find Sunflower? I know that Mia was teeny tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, uh, I remember late in my pregnancy, a friend of mine, uh, Laura, she gave me a list of baby and mom programs around town. And she, she wrote a little description of each. She said, they're all so different. And um, sunflower is very crunchy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm like, I kind of didn't know what she meant. <laughs> well, 
wanted to find out for yourself. <laughs> so I learned. <laughs> Um, through experience, which is so very sunflower. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just so happens that when Mia was born, that's when all of the mom and baby programs were kind of starting back up for the school year. So, uh, when she was just three weeks old, that, that, you know, I said, oh, that's it. I've got a social schedule with my baby now. This is perfect. So I went to a few different ones and sunflower was you know, one of my first ones that I went to, and um, that was an experience. Um, so we met at the old location in the church, mm-hmm. and uh, there were other moms and babies of different ages and sizes, and, um, you know, Susan floated in with her guitar. <laughs> <laughs> And we went around and introduced ourselves, and um, I, you know, you gave us some of your background and how you, you know, uh, came to be with Sunflower as the director and your vision for the preschool and the baby program, and um, yeah, just um, that was a pivotal moment for me. That that first, uh, you know, that first baby meeting. Um, because it really, I think, changed the course of, of how I came to be as a mother, which, um, you know, reflecting back, oh, how I needed that. (laughs) I so needed that, you know, thank, thank goodness I met you when I did, you know, (laughs) thank you, Laura, for, you know, (laughs) putting Sunflower on the list. (laughs) And so that was, uh. That was almost 10 years ago. Right. And it was one of the first baby classes. You know, you're probably, I think that it had probably been going on just for maybe a year before you came on board. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a new program for us. But we knew that that was important to to reach out to all ages, parents. So you were in Sunflower Babies and shared your experiences and and found it to be really helpful. What do you think was one of the best, the, the most important things you got out of out of those classes? Those, the really, it's not so much a class as a gathering of parents with with babies um, from infancy to to one or sixteen months, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're absolutely right. I'm glad you said that it was not so much a class as a gathering, um, because unlike other. Uh, places that I found myself trying out this was a gathering and there was a level of uh, a familial sort of comfort and um, I felt like I could be more open and authentic and even though I I you know I couldn't make sense of the the feelings and the the evolution of you know what it takes to adjust to motherhood. I was surrounded by other moms who were voicing that for me, and I was connecting with their words and how they expressed their personal experience. And um, you know, it it's monumental that I felt comfortable there because you, as a new 
adjusting as a new mom is hard enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Going out to different places, public spaces with your new baby and, um, you know, you, you are highly attuned to where you feel welcomed and embraced and where you are not so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was, um, that was key to me for, you know, coming back and, you know, why you and Sunflower became so important to me. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, you you came for a while, we really got to know you, and then I think you, you had to go back to work. You know, you had to go back to work, and then I didn't see, we didn't see mm-hmm. you for a long time. Um, and and I remember those feelings of you sharing, and now I have to I have to go back to work. How am I going to work this all out? And some other parents shared with you, um, but I remember thinking about thinking about you a lot. And uh, Mia was just so precious, just this little little head peeking out, um, and she was the youngest one in the group. It was a lot of a lot of different ages. Um, so. So then you went back to work, and um, and things happened, and then we didn't see you for a few years. So how did you how did you find us again? <laughs> <laughs> I I stayed on your mailing list, and you know I paid attention to your events, and um, you know I always made a mental note that when I you know had some freedom to return to one of your programs, that I would totally do that, and. Um, just I found myself in a place where, you know, I, I knew I needed to make space in my life to to return to your program. And you you had just announced that you were moving to Delray and you were mm-hmm. literally minutes from where I was living. And I said, this is my sign <sighs> to return to Sunflower. Seems clear enough. Yes. Yes. And I remember you were having, I think, an open house and signing up for tours and visiting and you know pre all the pre-enrollment things so you know I um you know gathered Jeff and Mia I said we're going to Sunflower and it's (laughs) 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 you know Jeff's like oh that's convenient I'm like you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) yes that's so great yeah well your family has been important to us we have are gathering the gardens, and they always wait for Jeff to bring his special <laughs> his special meatballs. Oh <laughs> yes! And gathering uh, the garden is a wonderful monthly community potluck that we have at Sunflower Creative Arts Campus in Delray, and I do find that is a part of the culture of Sunflower is this community gathering feeling. It's not we're having an event. It's we're having right, a, yeah. a little potluck and you're invited. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like a little monthly family reunion. I, right. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that we have a big nature playscape and a uh, big tiki hut where we can have all the food and the food is always super magnificent. Mm-hmm. Um, but And it's a way for families to stay connected once they've moved on to other programs too. Yeah. So and and two Mia was a seedling, um, and it was my first year okay. as a teacher in the seedlings preschool, and Mia was one of the oldest seedlings of the year that I I had the great privilege of spending Monday through Friday with those kiddos. 
So I, I know Mia and I know how much she taught me during my early days of teaching at Sunflower. Your daughter's a very special child. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I remember your first year very well. And, uh, yeah, that was so much fun when you came on board. And um, I felt like uh, Sunflower was kind of stepping into a new era when, uh, when you started there. And um, I remember when, you know, you were, you were really bringing the the music part of the program to life in a new way and it's so creative and so engaging for the kids and um thank you yeah and and Mia remembers you well (laughs) (laughs) we sang a lot together yeah she is one of those children who expresses herself with her voice she was one of the first to jump in when I would start making up a song and I, I think that we really connected over the silliness that we talked about in our last episode, actually, and just connecting with that energy of improv and what is possible and let's play with our voices. Yeah, she had, you know, when she was a seedling, she always had just such an imaginative, unique perspective on things so the way when she would find something in the playscape um the way she would describe it to the other kids um just super creative imaginative um fun really fun to be with we were sad when she when she had to had to (laughs) move on to an older kid program What do you think, what what was the value of having her at Seedlings for you, and what do you think the value was for her? It was also a parent cooperative program when you were a part of it. Right. Um, Wow, where do I even begin with that? Um, (laughs) So I'm, I'm, you know, an over-educated person in general, uh, coming from a couple of graduate degrees, and I... I don't even work in the field that I studied anymore, but that's fine. But, um, you know, as I was, you know, trying to recall and express earlier, um, the, the type of mentoring that I needed as a new mom, I was able to get at seedlings and, and it was through a few different ways. Um, you know, it was, it was your leadership, Susan, and your experience as as being a mentor to other parents and other teachers. And it was also, as part of the parent co-op, being present with other children and other parents and seeing how the teachers and other parents interacted with the children. And it really filled in a lot of blanks for me. Um, unanswered questions that I didn't even know I had (laughs) for parenting, for relating to children. Um, The teachers were such excellent role models for empathy, deep empathy Mm. for the kids, and I had never witnessed anything like it before. Mm. And um, it it was like on-the-job training for me. (laughs) just being there, um, you know, for my co-op days and, you know, meeting the other 
parents that were also volunteering there on their days and I was seeing what they were doing with their families and uh, I was just awestruck by you know how there are many ways of being and there are many ways of parenting and that in this community the parents and particularly the moms I was meeting they they were parenting with such intention as if they had been doing it for their entire lives and I didn't feel that way myself I felt very new sure. and um, I I loved being there to be able to ask them questions and um, <laughs> because they were like you know you know the meme about finding an adultier adult um, <laughs> so that was me finding a mommier mom <laughs> and um, leaning on them and asking them endless questions about you know oh I see you're doing this and how did you you know how did you know to do this or how did you start and hearing them say oh you know um, my parents were like this or I saw you know I saw this when I was a kid and I always wanted to do this with my own family and um, you know that hearing that just it just blew my mind because I I didn't have a you know I didn't I didn't have an idyllic childhood I didn't mm -hmm. have I didn't learn um, you know, I didn't learn about holding space for children. I didn't learn about, you know, empathy, hearing children, seeing them, being present for them. Um, I didn't experience those things for myself. So, um, experiencing that and learning that as a, as a mom was truly eye opening yeah. <laughs> for me. And, um, um, you know, it, it was, it was like another, a, a whole other university education for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, just to be there being a seedlings parent. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, you did when I, when I first arrived at seedlings, you, you did such a fantastic job of orienting us to the cooperative program and what, your expectations of us were on our co-op days when we were on campus with the seedlings. And, um, you know, I studied so hard. I read everything you had. Uh, you, you know, you had, you know, specific expectations. You even had um, a suggested reading list. And I said, okay, okay. I'm like, I, I could, you know, books. I, you know, I know books. <laughs> Let me get me some books because I need the books. <laughs> and um, the books that were on your list, I, I read them, and um, you know, those two were were pivotal in my in my education as a parent. Um, I think the first ones I read were um, the Read Aloud Handbook, mm -hmm. Jim Trillies, and I. I remember when I first got it, I. I think I snickered at the title because I, mm. I thought to myself, what's he going to say? Read to your babies, the end. <laughs> like, why did, you know, why did I just pay $15 for this? <laughs> um, you know, but he, he, that book, amazing, changed, you know, opened my eyes to what it is to um, raise a literate child. Mm -hmm. Um, but not in a harsh academic way. Yeah. Um, and then your other, you know, book suggestions, Parent to Child, um, The Case for Make-Believe, 
and um, the nature principle read, read all of those and those you know really um, you know those helped develop and inform my thinking about what it is that I'm doing as a as a parent and um, I think it was I really evolved as a person not just by the sake of being a mom but by the experience of having this uh, education at this parent cooperative um, and and being there it was it was like a training ground for me that um, that I really needed and um, you know I'm gonna take the moment and just say thank you from the bottom of my heart you know for your for your warm mentorship and the way that you guided myself and I'm sure other many other parents um, you know Truly, thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. And, and all that you give to the program and having trusting us with your daughter um, to be in that space and being so open to soak up all you could from, from the program and giving back and being a board member now, helping us to make decisions on how, how Sunflower is going to move forward and um, you know, helped us get through COVID. You were on the board d during those tough times, so um, huge, huge for us. And um, and just you, the humor that you that you bring too, you know, um, to 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 everything. I think that that you've got a family that does really have that that um, all of that fun and that playfulness and. Um, so thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And, uh, you know, right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious what you learned during that time that has served you since your family moved on from Sunflower and what uh, lessons have, have continued to resonate since then. Um, I think through through the role modeling I saw and through a lot of just personal work, um, being less reactive, realizing that um, big emotions and feelings are not an emergency for me to hurry Ooh. hurry up and <laughs> um, hurry up and fix. Uh, that's big and um, unexpectedly. Uh, prepared me to <laughs> to to parents at home and homeschool during a, a pandemic when we were all kind of stuck at home for a long period of time and um, you know I, I, I don't it, it wasn't a rosy time it was very hard but I can imagine um, but I think uh, having that sunflower experience I think I was more prepared to offer flexibility um, to say, you know what, you're ha <laughs> you don't like when you're seeing your teacher on the computer, so I'm just gonna shut that off. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working, and we're gonna go out and collect sticks, and maybe we'll paint them. <laughs> Thumbs yeah. up. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll stick them in some Play-Doh and mm -hmm. see what else we might do with that. And um, 
yeah, it just allowed me to give myself grace and be more flexible in um, my parenting, especially through that incredibly difficult time. You kind of go with your heart, what you saw your child needed. Right. And, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter what anybody else says at the moment. You know, go with that. Go with that for her. So, um, you know, being able to follow your heart and to know that you have within you what you really need. Um, and it's just, you know, us giving permission and, and other parents and being part of that community. Um, so, yeah, we missed everybody a lot during, during those COVID times. And, um, of course, that's why we founded Sunflower Bridge and the journey. And um, so um, trying to have that be available to all the more but you know, we feel so so fortunate to have families that that teach us so much, and um, and to have to to be in charge of those children during those young years, it's just amazing for us. Um, so we're we're very grateful too. <laughs> yeah, that's why the pillars of Sunflower are respect for the individual learning through experience, and learning within community. Because when you really get down to it, that's how the lessons stick. We, we want to do better when we feel we're being respected by the people around us, adults and children alike. And we get it in our bodies. We learn the lesson in a really tangible way through the experience of it and watching someone else make the same mistake you just made Mm -hmm. can often be the one thing you needed to help it click. Like I can do that differently. Now I know what to do instead. And the community aspect being that support and that affirmation that you're not in this alone you're not the only one who feels like a failure sometimes and you can get back on the horse. You can, you can know that you're supported to do that. You can be a mommy or mom. You can be a mommy or mom. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe a little crunchy. (laughs) You can be a crunchier crunch. (laughs) Oh boy. Such a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie. We want to close with another question, which is, do you have a favorite way to play right now? A way that you're getting in touch with your playfulness? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, I think back to, you know, when back when Mia was at Seedlings and you were there in your first year, you were having your little improv jam sessions. Oh, yeah. And um, I love to do that, too. And, uh, you know, she loves it when I get silly and when I fully commit to whatever it is, a dance or a character or a song. Mm. And, um, you know, because I was listening, I I binged your podcast, uh, you know, (laughs) and I... I 
you know, you were talking about how Susan was talking, singing about what people were, the kids were having for lunch that day. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and immediately I picked Mia up from school and she's sitting there in the back of the car. And I'm like, Mia's drinking her juice on the way home from school. <laughs> and, she, and she's bopping along with me. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> you know, and it's such a great, you know, tension breaker because who knows what kind of day she had. She didn't say words to me when she got in the car, and, you know, but I busted out with the, you know, Susan, and, you know, inspired. Yeah. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah. Great. So you still have a lot of play in your life and uh, playfulness. It's so great. So nice to talk with you. Thank you. Yeah, thank thank you. you for everything that you've given us. My pleasure. Thanks for doing this work. Um, you know, this is this is going to be a cornerstone for the future of early childhood education. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. You have been listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, and you can get in contact with us at Sunflower Creative Arts on Instagram, or send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Switzer Musical Productions.